Welcome to the Motivation Without the Hype podcast with your host, Jez Perez. He's an author, high-performance coach, and motivational speaker. This show brings you inspiring messages and interviews to unleash your greatness in life and in business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Motivation Without the High podcast show. My name is Jez Prez, a former procrastinator into an action taker. We bring you inspirational messages and interviews, including motivational insights, tips, principles, and proven strategies that you can take action without the hype, unleashing your greatness in life and in business. We appreciate you plugging in and spending time with us every week or even every day as much as you watch or even listen to our podcast show. And we are very blessed and grateful to have a very special guest. And we're actually in for a treat because we have Joe Baha. That's right, Joe Baha. She's on a mission to help people overcome the fear of being seen and to help people have a more kind and caring relationships with themselves. Joe is an award-winning coach. She works with high-vibe, heart-centered souls who want to share their unique magic and make a difference in the world. Joe has helped clients show up on videos, share their writing on social media, becoming more aware of themselves and help shift negative self-talk and behaviors into empowering and helpful ones for themselves. Joe has spoken and events what is on the other side of fear and delivers mindfulness and empowerment workshops. She soulfully believes in giving yourself permission to shine bright like a diamond because you can. She also deeply believes in the longest relationships you will have is with yourself. So make it a good one. You have this one life. Guys, super grateful to have her on the show. Welcome, Joe, to the show. Thanks, Jez. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Guys, to those who don't know Joe yet, she's an amazing human being. But we've done workshops and we've done events together for the last couple of years ago. I met her through a networking event and we've clicked actually got in touch with her husband as well really fantastic with photography videographer as well super talented eli project so if you don't want to check him out go to the instagram he's over there as well so joe welcome to the show please tell us about yourself and what you do. Thanks, Jez. So I'm a registered nurse by background and I started working in intensive care. So I did some postgraduate studies there um, and that actually led me into health coaching, which was um, just a bit over 11 years ago. Uh, and I helped um, people in chronic disease management programs. So that's where we were doing more of the health coaching. And then I moved into wow. coordinating care for patients who needed support with mental health. And then moved into managing mental health well-being programs um, and was also an emotional wellness coach for one of the programs there, which I loved. Um, and what I do is I help people have a more empowering relationship with themselves. Um, I help them um, with their mindset, mindsets to understand themselves, understand their reactions um, and also their relationship to the well-being. And I also help people take actions and work through their fear of being seen on video and posting online. Basically, because I had a big fear of public speaking um, and that's what the work that I had to do behind that because I was delivering a lot of mindfulness and empowerment workshops. That's epic. How did you get started as a mindset coach? It's been a journey for you because just listening a couple of seconds ago, you've been everywhere. <laughs> so what are the traits that you've taken on as a skill set? But how did you get started? Like, obviously, you've, you've done the training, you, you know, registered nurse, but particularly with the mindset, how did you get started with mindset coaching? 
Well, I'd been actually, um, my, my husband and I had been in and out of yoga maybe about uh, since 2011. Um, and then in 2017, we decided mm. we'd do yoga teacher training together. Um, and then uh, we also, then, cool. and in that same year, I did a mindfulness course. So in the yoga teacher training, I was absolutely blown away, but I was still working in mental health. Um, and the first time I'd heard about Mm. limiting core beliefs and I was like oh my gosh it's such a thing um and uh I don't like I knew they existed but when you've got words to something that um that you've heard a lot of people go through um so limiting beliefs uh thoughts um that or beliefs that people think um absolute truth so they're either generally have a negative impact that stops people from progressing and moving forward, um, either profession- uh, professionally or personally. So it's the I'm not good enough from the fear of fa- failing or the um, perfectionism. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, that sparked a real kind of um, like interest for me, which was great because it um, really joined up with my mental health work. Um, so it was more around empowering people on their well-being, understanding themselves, and really about the relationships that they had with themselves. Um, so really on that personal development wow. um, journey for myself. Um, yeah, so it's been a really, really um, – important kind of um, path that I've taken because in this personal development world, you I love that with coaching, you help others, but while you're um, working with them, you learn a lot about yourself too. So true. Like how did you become in a, at a vulnerable state yourself? Because, you know, you're on a journey as a mind coach, mindset coach, but you're also doing personal development. Were there any instances in your life where you're like, holy crap, I'm running this strategy. Oh, I'm running this mindset. I've got to deal with it right now. Like, was it challenging for you during that time? Oh, yeah, especially when it came to um, uh, being a coach for helping people overcome the fear of being seen. So my coaching's around helping people on video and helping people on um, posting online. But my greatest fear was mm. actually physically being in front of people. So I'd have to work th- through those strategies and do all the mindset work um, to bring myself to – like be in that kind of speaker um, uh, role, I guess, because whenever I'd go up and sp- and speak in front of a group of people, you know, those things would come up. Like, I'm not a speaker. What if people laugh at me? Like, what if I what if I do- I say something yeah. that doesn't that doesn't make any sense or anything along those lines? So you just have to like. Um, what I found w- that helped really well was just kind of kicking that to the curb and it was like, it's not about me. It's about what I can do to maybe share a tip or two that might help other people. And it, I was lucky that I even got some feedback and it did. You know, many people have challenges even being seen on video. How did you overcome that in that instance? Because, you know, m- many people don't have, it's that fear factor. What would be your take on how do I overcome this type of fear? Did you do a certain you know, routines? Did you work through a strategy? How did you overcome that? And how did you use that to help other clients that have the breakthrough now they can actually go on live videos every single time? I think it was more around, it's actually breaking through that first initial um, spot of getting onto the video. It's like getting through the blockers and take mm. actually being able to take that action. I found what you just had to get to the point of taking the action because once that first action is usually taken, they're like, oh, it wasn't so bad. And then, you know, 
to get to your first 50, you have to do your first one too. Um, and you just yeah. have to be okay that and be gentle with yourself that your first one isn't going to be like a, um, like a Tony Robbins type video because this is your first go. It's, you know, um, quite often, um, a lot of the fears are around the perfectionism thing. Um, that I have to be like an Oprah and, you know, you, you've been, you, you know, you're just working to getting there. So it's just being gentle with yourself because at some stage, you know, they're, um, they've had to go through that as well. And in order to be, I like this um, yeah. quote that I heard that in order to be successful at some point, you do have to suck sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Why do we need to have awareness of the blocks that we may have in our lives? Because I know that we talk about video, but there's always an underlying that from within, right? It's it's the peeling of the onions. But wh why do we need to be have such awareness? And because without awareness, we won't even take action. But why do we need to be aware of ourselves to really identify what the blocks are in our lives and give us a decision where I need to do it now rather than I'll do it later? I think um, because blocks can either keep you safe and keep you where you're keep you where you are really and if you're okay with that that's okay too you know but what happens with those blocks or these certain types of um, ways of thinking is that um, if you keep thinking a certain way it just gets ingrained it just gets more intense and it's harder to pull out of that so that I can't becomes I can't with one excuse and then it becomes an I can't with 10,000 excuses and then it becomes an I can't yeah. with your whole being because it's ingrained so much within your body that of course you can't um, because uh, it's been decades and decades of um, narratives that you've told yourself that you aren't able to so um, I guess you'll find every which way to 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 show that that's mm. your truth what would be the three steps that people can do right now to able to shift that narrative and start really living an empowered life because you're all about changing the stories you're all about shifting the narratives you know what would be the three steps that you would advise that people who are actually listening right now that wants to change their lives they want to change the narrative they're just stuck where they are but they want to do something about it what would be those three steps um, that you want to, you know, share to them? Okay, so I would say the three steps would be uh, the first one is to observe the unhelpful thoughts. So just catch yourself and be aware of when you are um, speaking these words to yourself or um, you might even be saying it out loud. Uh, the second one I'd say is to reflect and ask yourself, what are these thoughts actually telling me? And then the third is, I'd say, is what is one sm small step I can do to make things better for myself um, today? So for an example, mm. in terms of well-being, one thought or words that I hear often from my coaching clients is that I don't have enough time. So when you are saying to yourself or you're saying it out loud that you don't have enough time, once you kind of just observe it, it what you're actually asking for is, I need more time or I want more time. Mm. So one step to take uh, to make things better for yourself can be scheduling a meeting with yourself and committing to that meeting time and to do whatever task it is that you wanted to make time for. So I always put it to, um, and I learned this from one of my business coaches, is that you know when you think that you don't have any, enough time and then your keys go missing um, and then all of a sudden you've got time to go searching for your keys, however long that takes. 
So <laughs> sometimes it's not a um, time management issue. It's more of a prioritization issue. And then sometimes underlying that is a procrastination issue, which is kind of like an avoidance issue. Like if you unpack the layers, there's so many things that can happen underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> so many layers, yeah. Mindset. <laughs> oh, wait, but there's this. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but then when you kind of come down to it, it's whatever um, – Always the thing that helps with any of um, these uh, mindset things is always action. Um, a lot of uh, – so because I work in mm. mental health, I've worked – a lot of my colleagues, uh, psychologists that I've worked with have said that um, this um, – have you heard of cognitive behavior therapy? I've heard – yes, I okay. have. Yeah. Can you, can you explain a bit more what, what sure. it is to the um, So cognitive behavior therapy, it's, um, it's a common type of therapy used in uh, mental health or mental wellness. Um, so it is uh, the concept of um, negative or unhelpful think- thoughts are – um, habits, but just like with any other habits, uh, with, with work, um, and kind of dedication, you can then reframe those thoughts into something that's more helpful. So the psychologists and, um, mental health, uh, professionals that I've worked in my industry have said that, um, a lot of people focus on the mindset and they, they can get that done, but then it's then working with the behavior to then match the mindset stuff um, wow. to then actively make the changes because mindset mindset's good mindset's wonderful to unblocking um, those barriers but the change happens with the action um, and the mindset so that's mine cognitive behavior therapy that's powerful even behaviors as right. well yeah that's yeah I mean like you can have mindset but without the behaviors that supports in taking that action, you're just halfway, right? Exactly. It, it, it takes 100%. You can't, you know, I mean, like, you, you, gotta go all the, you have to go all the way. You know, that, that, that's, that's powerful. I, I like how you mentioned about, you know, reflecting and really taking the time to schedule. And not many people schedule the time for themselves. Is there a reason why people don't do that? Is it because they're afraid? Or is it because, again, they put excuses, I don't have time? What's the underlining pin that really says, well, it's actually too much effort. Is there is there certain behavior traits that runs through their minds? Like, do you find challenges with your clients that said, hey, by the way, this is strategy, book some time out for your me time, whatever it is. But most of the times they don't actually do it. Is there is there a reason why that you've seen that happen over and over again with your clients? I think more- or people in general? Oh, for sure. I think it's more it's more habit forming, really. It's the older habits. It's the current habits that they're having now. So, like, it's kind of similar to, I guess, if you're trying to eat healthier, trying to exercise uh, more. Um, it's 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 a similar thing. It's another habit forming behavior. Wow. So, um, if scheduling. Um, uh, it's just having the discipline to schedule because the way that I kind of see it, so um, a lot of people have day jobs. I think of it as if you had a really important client that you had to attend to, attend to or if you were having, I don't know, a meeting with the CEO, like there's, you'd, you'd make sure you were in that appointment. Um even five minutes earlier, earlier, On time. right? But if it's for yourself, you're like, oh, it'll be fine. Oh, maybe I'll do it later or tomorrow. But it's actually making the commitment to yourself um, to, uh, uh, you know, to, to do the self-care. Um, one of the CEOs that I, I know of, he's um, in his calendar, he's always at 7 o'clock, he's swimming. 7 o'clock to 8 a.m., he's swimming and no one can touch that. So his um, his EA is like okay that time no one's to touch that that's for me so I put it to like 
people as busy as, you know, um, people who have families and, are, you know, uh, like yeah. have their careers like that advanced and they can still make the time for the self-care. It's a, you know, uh, it might just be a scheduling thing and um, something that's more habit yeah, for me. Yeah, it's like that non, non-negotiable. Absolutely, mm. non-negotiable. Make yourself a non-negotiable. Exactly. <laughs> now, you mentioned about self-care. Now, you're all about self-care, by the way, and I've seen you know your social feeds all about self-care. Now, there may be some listeners that may not put this as a priority. Why is self-care so important that needs to be implemented in our daily routine? Okay, so the way that I see it, especially um, working in mm-hmm. mental health or mental illness, um, it's important so you can have time to relax, reset, rewind, mind down, break down your thoughts, um, recharge, and have a space where you can tone down any pressures you may be having in um, in your life. I say this because quite often I have seen people at crisis point, um, burnout, um, mm. at intense levels of symptoms, um, and of course, given you know different conditions, etc. But um, yeah. It's important to have this as part of your as your routine because um, sometimes uh, people go into emergency self care mode, which is still good. But if you think about it, like you're trying to work um, at lowering your um, stress levels or getting your self care working, but you're yeah. you're already at the highest scale, high, highest part of the scale. Whereas if it's something that you do routinely, you know, little manageable um, things to do throughout your week or throughout your day, um, you'll then be working more of like um, a lower part of the scale and then it'll just be easier to bring that down rather than um, it going to the highest part of the scale. It's going to be harder to bring it down or it's going to take a longer time. Whereas if you're kind of just fluctuating in the the middle part or a Mm. bit lower, then it'll be easier to to help it. Um, help it come down Um, and I say this uh, self-care is so important because um, besides it being a common risk factor amongst all amongst a lot of chronic conditions um, because your body uh, your high blood you get um, you get symptoms of high blood pressure and your body generally works harder during times of stress and in this modern world that we live in we're pretty much always um, functioning at some sort of level with cortisol right because it's um, Uh, pre-pandemic or even now um, with Zoom catch-ups, etc. There's like you have life, uh, family, work, and then like your catch-ups outside of work. So it's almost like a scheduling constantly happening all the time. So Mm. um, yeah, self-care is something that's really, really important, not just for yourself, but for the people around you, um, for your energy, to help focus better, um, just to have better relationships with yourself and other people. It's always good to have nursing background and working in, you know, in mental health. That kind of gives you, you know, that level of insight as well. Like, oh, wow, okay, You're, you're pretty much doing what you're saying you're doing. Right, and that gives you that edge of that subject matter expert that you've yeah I've been in the industry I know what it's like, and you know mindfulness really plays a major role in your life, particularly in what you're doing right now. How's that changed your life, and how can it change for others having mindfulness? Um, so, so mindfulness just briefly is just about 
being in the present. So being in the here and now. So each changed my life by allowing me to appreciate life as it is right now. So focusing on what's happening right now. For example, I'm here having a conversation with Jez on his podcast. I'm not anywhere else. I'm just here. Um, and it's about um, rather, it's focusing on the things that you have rather than not focus then rather than focus on the things that you don't have um and it's also mm. being grateful for the things in your life but i'm going to add being grateful for the things in your life while you're still trying to achieve your goals so um cuz sometimes it's like, like um, cuz just from what i've read and sometimes what i've heard it's like be grateful for the things that you have um uh and kind of not focusing on the things that you don't have. But I like to add to that because you still want to aim for stuff. So you still want to aim for those goals. So, but still being very grounded <laughs> while you're, you're doing it as much as you can, you know. Um, and, and mindfulness, the, one of the really, um, important aspects for me for mindfulness is the more the mindfulness, uh, the gratitude practice. Um, and yeah, that's just shifted a lot of, um, perspectives and kind of energies for me in, in what I do and how I kind of live day to day. I think that's really important, right? Like having mindfulness, you talk about self care, you talk about gratitude. There's so many elements that play into, into the factor because you still want to achieve, you still want to become a high achiever, but at the same time, you want to be grateful for you. What has been that major part for you being grateful? I mean, like, You've got a beautiful bub. Everything's gone so well. It just everything just culminates of just of that. Like, how does you know having a bub now gives you more of a reason, a purposeful life? Where like, yeah, it's it's hard to explain. But from from a mother's perspective, like, how does that play in ter- in terms of gra- gratitude? I think in terms of um, gratitude. Oh, I don't know. She next level like. When they say, oh, it's, it's yeah. a love that you'll never know. And I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm a pretty loving person. And then, like, this baby comes out. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much for, <laughs> oh. How it plays with gratitude. I think it's, um, for her specifically, um, well, I think I just, I'm going to relate it back to coaching. Why I love coaching so much. And then I'm going to put it back to gratitude is because with coaching, yeah. um, the coaches that you work with, the difference, um, I think, with this profession is a lot of them have done the work that you're trying to work towards. Mm. So it's more of an experience with that. And with um, our baby girl, I want her to be able to um, experience as early as now gratitude. So she loves a book. um, And at the end of every book, we kind of teach her to say thank you. And, oh, thank you for this book and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but just – um, the way that I see it is she's just another beautiful element that's just come to join our party. So um, my overall my overall everything that exists within me is so grateful to have her in my life um, and is another, like you said, another inspiration and motivation to show her um, the world in the way that myself and Nino, my husband, see it. That's it's beautiful. I ask this question to every guest that's on the show. What is your meaning of motivation without the hype and how do you use motivation for your personal success? So I'd say um, my meaning of motivation without the hype is um, action and discipline. Um, I use Ooh, motivation yeah, that's for… Cool. That's a good combo. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
So I use motivation for my personal success by turning thoughts into actions. Um, sometimes we can get into the thinking too much. Um, then nothing gets mm-hmm. done, like waiting for the perfect plan or the perfect idea to come up before taking any action. So I mean this because I know I've been stuck in this before where it's like months and months and months or even years of just thinking. So motivation without the mm. hype gets me to, you know, take action, get into the discipline, stop thinking and start doing. Um, one of my, one of the things I heard recently from um, another podcast uh, by um, Rob Dial, the mindset mentor, he says, you don't have to believe in yourself to take action. So um, that kind of Ooh. thing. I just take wow. action, man. Yes. Do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nike sponsored so, by Nike. That's no, not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Wow. Guys, I trust that you know you're getting a lot of insights through this podcast episode. Um it's been fantastic. As you can see, you know, I'm I'm sensing a lot of positive vibes with Joe. She's just again an amazing human being. Look, if you want to get in touch with her and you want to really connect with her all the notes are provided on the show notes on the links below now she's offering a complimentary uh, discovery call for 30 minutes now this is valid of about 500 to even more to what she's going to be providing so take that opportunity and advantage to get that call with her we've got all the links that provides you can reach out to her there so joe thank you so much for jumping in and we're so thankful and um yeah love it love it, love it, love it so guys if this episode has been helpful and uplifting We'd love for you to write a review to inspire more listeners to get plugged in. We will continue to provide high-value content in each and every episode. If you don't mind sharing this podcast show on social media by inviting others, it would mean the world to me. Every time you tag me, we will get the opportunity to share those posts and together we can make a difference in the lives of others through inspirational episodes just like this. So there you have it. In closing, continue to unleash your greatness and tell yourself that I can, I will, And I'm us, and we'll see you on the next episode.